I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of the world. Been waiting on this for a while now. Paying my dues to the dirt. Well, that, of course, is George R.R. Martin cover band, Imagine Dragons. And it's what I said to myself when my Amazon drone shipment of non-slim fit summer weight trousers arrived at my doorstep with a free belt. Then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another live episode of Some Things I Enjoy. Coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. <laughs> oh, here we are. Thank you very much. <laughs> here we are, though, in New York City. Good-looking people in a basement. We don't care what the surface dwellers are doing. <laughs> You enjoy your Broadway shows and fancy cocktails. We're doing just fine down here. <laughs> you know, as uh, as has been uh, well documented through uh, my many mentions of it on this program and in several uh, markedly unpopular e-greetings, I remain skeptical about climate change, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but the other day, my niece Katrina, instead of just putting her gym clothes in a pile on the floor, she actually put them in the hamper. So I'm beginning to believe that something is happening. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about the icebergs, but the climate at my home is changing, and I'm on board. Speaking of which, we ought to get down there and gentrify those icebergs that are slipping away, ladies and gentlemen. That's not, not a lot of good places for pour-over, drip, blonde roast coffee in Antarctica, and I think we ought to get on that. <laughs> but it is springtime, isn't it? And a lot of feelings are bubbling up, some long, dormant sensations are coursing through us, and we're starting to feel a little different, a little hopeful, aren't we? And like many of you just now, I've reached an erotic fever pitch. <laughs> but then, just as quickly as it arrives, the flowers fall to the ground in the decaying heap, and we're left with just a blistering hot death of summer. And our feelings go away, don't they? <laughs> Folks, I'm a little sad. I haven't had a lot of luck in the lady department, which exists. It's just above the furniture store at Macy's. You take the wood escalator all the way up. You tap on the ceiling, one of those fold down ladder things comes down, and then that's where they keep the ladies. But I, uh, I, I recently split from uh, my, my gal. She was uh, a terrific lady, kind of a senior citizen Xena warrior princess with a passion, nay, obsession for high sandals and circular-shaped cutting objects. But uh, she was really something, and uh, I'll miss her. She was, uh, to, to uh, quote another sci-fi franchise, she was my Khaleesi, my mother of dreidels. She was Jewish. And my connector of fours, my breaker of the last good set of champagne glasses that I owned, and the champion of taking forever to get out of the house. She would have fun us for a lot of pouches instead of purses. But it turns out that she, uh, she preferred, as far as castles go, to, to just uh, go to White Castle, which of course is unlovely, but what I'm saying is she was cheap, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't put up with it any longer. I'm a man of exquisite taste, as you can tell. I need someone to wine and dine me. I'm a Libra, <laughs> that's why. But anyway, I'm very happy to be here and not in an elevator with Solange Knowles. So, uh, terrific. No, I have a sister-in-law. She's got a lazy eye, and she's handy with a leather tool. So <laughs> I know not to attend costume galas with her. Anyhow, somebody I don't mind spending time with is our dear friend, musical director, Steve O'Reilly. Steve, how are you? Good. I'm going to make my way over here. Now, uh, everything's going okay for you, Steve-O? Yeah, everything's going great, Dale. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'd love to hear about that some other time. Now, could you play me a little sitting down music? Something low and slow, like the apparent schedule of the MTA as far as taking down uh, NBC programs that are already canceled. <laughs> Growing up Fisher, growing up Fisher, nobody's watching it. That ad is still there. Slowly they remove them. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Steve. That was just it. I enjoyed that and I think everybody did. 
My goodness, thank you. <laughs> oh, you just, boy, that was a lot of applause. <laughs> Relax back before than I'm used to. Now, uh, uh, this is a. You recently sat in something, is that true? Oh, that's true, yes. You sat a little gum or something. No, no, a, silly putty. Silly putty. Well, that can be uh, real difficult to get out. Uh, were you able to, to, to deal with it in some way? It was an awkward experience getting it out of I'll there. I'll tell you what you need either get a little hand sanitizer or some WD 40. That works. Because that is mostly fish oil. And that. Turns out it's a great uh, a, a lubricant. It's nature's lubricant, really, and that's why I keep Certainly a fresh bed. trout on the bedside table. <laughs> I know. That's so gross, I'm even grossed out by thinking about it. Even the fact that I would have a bedside table, I don't want to think about it. And I'm me. Anyway, let's talk about other things. So we have a little different setup tonight. They were set, we're set up more like the Charlie Rose program. If he were, if he were alive, it would look like this. And uh, we're, we're going to see how it goes with everybody. But I'm excited about it. Me too. I'm excited too. Good, Steve-O. Maintain your enthusiasm back there. But now, uh, let's, get, let's get into it. Okay, let's have our first guest come out. And we'll get right into the program. This person is the first guest to appear on this show who happens to be a member of the New York City People's Hall of Fame. That's pretty great. She's a, a, a curator and a, a great cultural ambassador. She's uh, the, the uh, originator of the long-running dance party, Basement Bangra. Please welcome DJ Reka. <laughs> responsible for uh, uh, this. Well, let's explain for the lay listener, those people who did not click on all the links that I provided in advance of this program, what is, uh, what is Basement Bhangra first? Basement Bhangra is a monthly dance party that I started and still going on 17 years ago, which highlights Bhangra music, a form of music and dance that originally comes from Punjab, a region from divided by India and Pakistan. So it's a folk music, but uh, updated with electronic dance music. So it's so a folk music that uh, you can dance to faster uh, than, than could be, or was it always It's not a fast just dance? about speed, it's more about beats. It's mixed with their regular beats. This, you don't have to tell me. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and how long has that been going on? Seven, For, 17 years. 17 years, how about that? That's a long time to be in a basement. It is. <laughs> Any gal that spent that much time in a basement is okay in my book. Now, uh, what, do you, what do you find so inspiring about the basement environment? It's underground. Me too. Yep, I get it. <laughs> and people come and they just dance. How long of a period of time is it? Uh, it starts, we start at 7 and we go till 3 a.m. Boy, how about that? I'm no stranger to the dance hall scene, as I alluded to. I was over there in London. You ever spend any time in London? I was born there. Hey, well, then you know what I'm talking about. So I was over there, this is a few years ago, when the British invasion was all the rage, and I went there with my wife, and it was late, about what the time, you're talking about 3 a.m. or so, and we happened upon this little place, Blue Note, something like that. You know, is that what it's called? I'm yeah. It could be. Sure. It could be. <laughs> And so we get in, and I'm dressed like this. I have my brown loafers on. But they say, okay, because my wife's a good, she was a good, she is, but I, it's no longer the marriage. The fact is, we got waved in, and right away, this good-looking person came right up to me and said, thank you, I'm so happy you're here. He gave me a big hug. I thought, well, these folks in London are all right. And then we're dancing a little bit. We go downstairs to a basement, and everybody there is really enjoying themselves. And again, they're happy to see us, and there's hugs all around. I'm thinking, this is more. Marvelous! How friendly can one nation be? And I said, well, I better get a, I better get a drink, shouldn't I? So I go over to the bar, and you know what they have there at the bar? 
nothing but water. <laughs> and I think I'm in heaven. This is exactly what I need. I don't need to get, you know, drunk or do anything. I have to go have some water. And I, my, it turns out it was an ecstasy den. And I didn't, uh, that's a drug that people take that makes them feel happy. Anyway, long story short, I met a lot of great friends that are still dear pen pals. <laughs> but uh, you were a scrappy kid, weren't you, with a love of hip hop? Yes. You didn't grow up in London, you grew up in New York. I grew up in New York. That just sounds cool in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, having a cool bio is key to a DJ, isn't it? It sure is. I know it. So, uh, uh, but, but, well, how did you turn from uh, loving this stuff? And what was the kind of, what was song would make you just go nuts in your bedroom? What were you dancing to as a young person? Uh, Prince, Run DMC. Yep. Depeche Mode. All the greats. All the greats. And so how do you move from being a lover of it to being a maker of it? You're building your own uh, turntable or something? Yeah, well, the, the main motivation was to uh, shame the other DJ in the community. Oh, yeah. and what community was this? It's an Indian community in Long Island. So uh, my impetus Island. was to be better than the other crew because I thought they sucked and I knew me and my cousins at the time could do better. Sometimes that's what it takes, isn't yeah. it? The drive to take down another person. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, su you succeeded, obviously. I think so. Does that person still have a career? No. Yeah. Well, and I think you succeeded mighty, mighty well. They make a lot more money than me. They're in banking. They, they took the wiser stuff. Well, I guess that has a role, banking. But uh, really, when you talk about uh, uh, music, is there music that you w wish that you, you could play now? Or is there anything you don't play? You play exclusively bonger is no, what I'm asking. I play a variety of sounds. I don't play country music. Country is out. Out. Speaking of American country music American is out. American country music is out. That's fine. That's right. No, don't stop. She doesn't like it, Steve. She'll, she'll turn on us. <laughs> she'll become fiercely competitive and run a basement podcast and put me out of business. No, I like all kinds of music. I play whatever will make people dance. And you're always there. What is it like, though, when you've got that crowd probably about 1.30, 2 o'clock, when it's really happening and the crowd, you're just going off with the energy of the crowd? There's nothing like that, is there? No, it's amazing. It really fuels you for everything mm -hmm. that you do. Yes. And you've got your own record label as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what kind of music comes out on that? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's more of electronic. It's uh, electronic dance music. So for robots. For robots, no, for people. <laughs> for people. We, we have one one release so far. We're working on the rest. So it's a it's a it's a Brazilian Bollywood track. You're calling from all over the globe. That's right. My goodness. And uh, you educate people at these things, too. I try. And not in terms of the dancing, in terms of the music and the history of it? All of it. Um, we give a dance lesson at the party, in case people don't know how to dance. It's a particular dance. And um, walking Is there a is particular a, kind of dance? Yeah, Bongo is a particular dance form. It's a certain style, and I'm not going to demonstrate. No, you don't have to demonstrate. I'm already doing it in my heart. I outsource that part. <laughs> so you have people come in and do it. And you have guest DJs and things yes, at the night. Yes, absolutely. And uh, do I understand that he's in town now, so maybe, I don't know if you have to run, but you met Obama. I did. How is he? He's good. good. He probably smells good. A little bit like nicotine lozenges or something. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have a lot of, the, he doesn't eat uh, 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 sartorially, is that the word? As far as how he dresses, mm -hmm. he has a very limited uh, decision-making requirement. He has like a blue suit and a gray suit, and that's it. That's how busy people like you and myself, we have to be that too, so that the difficult decisions that we have to make throughout the rest of our lives are handled, and we don't have to worry about like that. Like deporting people, sure. <laughs> Did you tell him that? Uh, I didn't get a chance. <laughs> well, what was that? You were down there for what? Um, well, I, I was at the White House three times. Pretty good. So uh, this the old first hat time, for you. Yeah, first time was for the Diwali ceremony, which is a, a Hindu Sikh New Year. I was just in the audience. The second time was a reception where I actually DJed and got to meet the president. The third time was for an Easter egg roll. <laughs> hey, when the White House calls, you go. The call time was 6 a.m. We were DJing for the kids waiting to get into the South Lawn. Uh, never did I empathize with a uh, hired clown for a birthday party more. <laughs> but now, what's the most amazing place you've ever performed outside of the Easter egg roll? 
You've been all over the world, right? Uh, yeah, I think the best place to perform is Brooklyn. Uh, my favorite okay. places to perform are the Brooklyn Museum and Brooklyn Bridge Park. Pretty great. Do you have any of those gigs coming up? No, but uh, if they're listening, I'm available. Oh, they're listening. <laughs> Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I'm Arnold Lehman is back listening. The museum. I was at the Brooklyn Bridge Park two years ago. Oh, great. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd like to attend one of these. Do you have any coming up? Gigs? Yeah, they Gigs said. Gigs are plenty, yes. Yeah. Well, tell us about one. Well, now that you asked, on Friday I'm going to be at Mass Mocha. Okay, that's um, up north. That's um, a bit that's, of a drive. That's a bit of a drive. It's in the middle of Massachusetts. Sunday I'll be at a place called Drome, May 25th, for a Bollywood disco party. Yeah. That focuses on Indian film music. Yeah. How about anything after next Wednesday? Uh, June 5th, Basement Ballroom. This is what I'm talking first about. First Thursday of every month. <laughs> and it's yes. going to be over the first Thursday of every month. Every and month. it's now at? La Poisson Rouge. Okay, a French fish. place. Yes. To get it, and that's going to be that's a wonderful facility. It is. I've been down in that basement. <laughs> <laughs> Name a basement. I've probably been in it. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I look forward to getting over there. Reasonably priced to get in. Free before eight and hey, a free drink. Can't I'm telling you, people get over there to basement Bondra. Rick, this has been delightful. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. Come over here and sit, sit down. going to have to learn. <laughs> the rest of this season is all Bhangra. I've been to Punjab. Really? Well, that sounds fascinating for another time. All right. Oh, folks, my next guest is a talented comedian and performer, and she's been, uh, she's contributed there to the Inside Amy Schumer and SNL and Funny or Die. Please welcome Laura Prangley to the chair. <laughs> And again, this is the full sugar. Those aren't the diabetic candies. Okay, perfect. Sometimes They're still you have disgusting, trouble. but I'll, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> Laura, how are you? I'm good. You I'm are good. making your first podcast appearance. I am. This is my first podcast. How about that, ladies Ever. and gentlemen? This is it. Making history. I'm clapping. I'm like, is that an accomplishment? I don't know. Well, then we'll see how you do at the end of it. it and then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, Laura, you. you Go to some dance halls. You big into dancing? I do love dancing. Yeah. I was the girl growing up where I went to a uh, Catholic school my whole life, where people had to come over to me and be like, "You had to leave room for the Holy Spirit." Like I love dancing that much. That's but, how much, a space then yeah, for the spirit. I, how big of a person is that? What do you mean, like the person I was holding, or the space? How oh, big the is space, the spirit? I. It's not this a pocket space. size. It's spirit. a whole hand. Oh, yeah, a whole like, hand. Um. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love dancing. I um. I hurt my back two years ago dancing on a booze cruise, and I was in the Bahamas. I was I went to a wedding in the Bahamas and went on this booze cruise and went in the middle of a dance circle and bent over and uh, apparently I took out my back. I was on muscle Ouch. relaxers for a week in the Bahamas, ruined the whole trip. Oh. But I still love dancing. No, it doesn't sound too bad to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> And, uh, but you go to a lot of weddings then? I do. You I strike know. me as someone who would be at a lot of weddings. I, <laughs> I've been to so many weddings. I've been to, I want to say at this point, now 29 weddings in the that's past a lot, That's a lot of years. weddings. Yeah. That's a lot of weddings. People yeah. you were close to? Yeah, just like college friends, high school friends. Wow. Yeah, I'm a professional wedding goer, I guess. My uh, wedding invitations have really seen a, a down... Tick. You don't get invited anymore? Well, I, I, ever since I crashed my ex-wife's rehearsal dinner, yeah, that'll do I don't it. know if it's related, but I really haven't been invited back to many. I get it. But uh, those can be an okay time, right? Yeah, 29, that's a decent it's amount. A lot. You participating yeah. in all of them? It's part of, the, like of, of the party? No, like I, I've only been a bridesmaid in like, I think two of them. You gotta be friends enough to go to it, but not like be in the wedding party, that's yeah. like. I know. Yeah. You gotta know your boundaries. 
this is that. We should have learned that earlier. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, uh, you've also had this, and part of, because what I'm getting at is because you've also had this series of kind of getting in shape, and it was part of the thrust of that, I thought, was for the purposes of wedding. Are you getting married? Are it you a person that's going to be married soon? I am. I just got engaged in December. Congratulations. Thank How you. About thank that? you. That's wonderful. So you're deep in it in terms of planning. I was there. there. Yep, I've got everybody. Well, crazy story. I actually, so I got proposed to in Gramercy Park. And yep. uh, not someone. Far, not far from here, right? Yeah, and someone who came to one of my shows, friend of a friend, saw it happen and texted that person and said, I think I just saw that comedian girl get it proposed to. This city's crazy. That's yeah, pretty so that good. Really you must have some good audiences then, too. Yeah. That's wonderful. And uh, what, did he have to eat into a cake or something and buy, bite into the diamond, or what was it? Wait, what? What was the proposal uh, process? Oh, uh, I was thought it was a... going to like a work event, like a work uh, dinner party thing with uh, my now fiance, but um, it ended up to be where he set this whole thing up. So we went there, and it was, no one likes to hear an engagement story, right? You guys are like, oh, whatever. No, it's right. better than dreams, so let's do it. <laughs> it's like on the same level as dreams. We're like, let me hear you. are like, no. Um, I thought I was going to a work event and then yeah. I showed up and they're like, oh, your table's not ready. And uh, my fiance was like, my table's not ready? I'm like, whoa, he's really hungry. I've never seen him be this mad. So they're like, we have the Gramercy key park, the key to the park if you want to go to it. And he took it like too quickly. I'm like, well, that's weird to get a key to the park. And just and be like, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's what's going on there. Any key. Yeah. I like to hesitate before just somebody <laughs> <laughs> just to know that I don't need it. I could get keys to anything. I don't have to just jump at the first key I see. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a place. Go ahead. So you got you got into the you get into the, get into the, the pearly gates and you get into the park. Yeah. And, uh, and what's what's waiting for you? Pulsing. Yeah. Oh, so guys. <laughs> Drinking wine. Drinking Chardonnay. Just like a special episode of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah. So he does the whole sh spiel and. Uh, okay, she's <laughs> <all down. laughs> <laughs> all down. Oh, and then my sister pop, pops out of a bush and starts taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. It, Anytime a sister pops out of the bush. Yeah, and uh, she popped, she, she, there she was, just taking pictures, and uh, that's, really that's how it happened. And then we went back to the restaurant, and he had coordinated the whole thing. Sure, he did, sure. Yeah, he that's had, wonderful. It was really, it was bad acting, but it, it was it was really sweet. And well, that sounds terrific, and we're happy for you. Thank you. Are and, you? Uh, <laughs> I am, and, uh, you know, anytime. Do you want to come? I feel to like the you thing? kind of sure. want to come. Okay. Yeah. This is, I'm glad that you picked up on my subtle hints yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and quickly acknowledged what a contribution I would make. I do need a DJ. This, this is all, <laughs> your fiance is here tonight. This has all been planned. We're your wedding entertainment. Thank you so and so much. Sister just popped out of the this bush. <laughs> So you're, you're, are you worried about, I mean, you're, you're okay, you look good, you look great, you're ready to go for this thing, but you have this series called Girl V Sweat, yeah. which seems like a kind of like a, a toning thing. People get very obsessed with how they look for these pictures yeah. that they will see for the rest of their lives. I'm not, I'm like not worried, but now I am. Now that you bring it up, you're like, you're toning, right? No, <laughs> um, no, no, you look fine. Okay. Everything's um, okay. You know, so Girl vs. Sweat is separate. It has nothing to do with the wedding. But, okay. Uh, so it's through Self Magazine and just trying, it's comedians trying new workouts out Self there. Magazine is the one with the woman in the swimsuit on the cover. Yeah, that's not me, but... Every, uh, <laughs> every issue, right? Yeah. Is that prevention? The, is it Prevention goal. Magazine? That's the goal for me to get on there. They I'm going to do a couple jokes for some folks that are over 60. <laughs> <laughs> and they will enjoy them at home listening on their hi-fi systems about Prevention Magazine. Anyhow, so this thing, you have a web series, Girl yeah. V. Sweat. And for me, I've never once won that battle uh, with sweat. With a um, girl or a <laughs> no sweat? Oh, no, no, no. Versus sweat. Sweat has always won. Yeah. The only the thing that I found... Sweat always wins for me, too, by the way. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, that's the nature of the thing. Yeah. And I only found that if I had a cold towel, or I have a deodorant, and I haven't talked about it for a while in this program, Steve-O will remember, but I have a deodorant that's a cream. 
and you have to oh. use your fingers to apply it. Oh, so even though I haven't brought it up, rest assured, I have been rubbing my armpits with my fingers for these past couple of months. So I shook everybody's hands out there, and uh, you're all just insulated against sweat for the rest of the time. It's a wonderful product. It comes out of Brooklyn, out there by the Kiwanis. Woman, I assume she's some kind of witch, and she puts this stuff together in a cauldron, and then it's, uh, it's uh, very good for sensitive skin. How much does that cost? Oh, $20 or something oh, wow. for a small, small bit. <laughs> yeah. It's exorbitant wow. and absorbent. So <laughs> I'm glad I could share that with you, Laura. You. So that series is terrific. And you did one of the things that I did, aerial silks. I did aerial, I did the Lyra. Oh, yeah? It's a metal hoop. And uh, I, don't, I don't want to brag, but I You're almost died. Oh, almost yeah, died. Yeah. I'm terrible yeah. at it. I mean, everyone in the class was amazing. And I was horrible like there was a guy who was an opera singer in the class and he's like I take this to stretch out my voice yeah. I'm like I'm just here to survive <laughs> and it was like I was annoying I was well you there. did that you did yeah. CrossFit you did a couple other things it's 57 I did City Row I did gosh this thing you, you did it inspire a passion in you yeah I mean I've always like I grew up playing sports I yeah. um I run a marathon and a few longer races my bragging guys. Oh. Yes. <laughs> no, but I, I've always loved that stuff, but I've always never been like super into it. Like I go to these classes and I'm like, whoa, that's like a different world. I'm a little bit separate from that. Sure. But it's fine. I, it, it pumps you up. Does it inform your comedy? Yeah, I think I've been thinking about it a lot recently. I feel like a lot of times the same type of people that are super into fitness, it could help with comedy a little bit just because it's like persistence and it's like a daily grind, and it really is related. So I'm gonna start a new workout class called Comedy. No, I'm just kidding, but I should, right? You should, don't yeah. knock it before you've said it. I that know. sounds wonderful. <laughs> sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think comedians are the people you want in a room together. No, with, to uh, work out together? Yeah, no. sounds like a nice time. And you started very early as a young person, right? Yeah, well, Kind of. I um, the first time I ever saw comedy was it's my parents' fault. They for my 16th birthday they took me to see stand up at the DC Improv. Sure. It was my surprise birthday party, and I thought I was going to see Enrique Iglesias in Washington, <laughs> Washington DC, and it turned out to be the DC Improv. So that kind of got me into it, and I started taking improv classes there, and then uh, from there in college I found that there was a comedy club on campus, so. I started doing stand-up when I was about 17, 18, and then I would take UCB classes in the summer, and then moved up here in 2008, so I've been doing well, it since That's then. wonderful, and yeah. stand-up, the world of stand-up is so great for a 17-year-old uh, woman to be <laughs> it's so great, involved right? in, very supportive. I mean, and when uh, I was doing it, I was meeting, it, it's different from stand-up in New York, I was meeting comedians on the road who were like, what are you doing? Fuck out of here. <laughs> so it was very different, but then there was a few people, um, com comedians in New York would know, like Andy Hendrickson, like I met him when I was 18 in college, and he performs at the Comedy Cellar. So there was there was a few people There's that I knew. good eggs around. Yeah, there, there, was, there was good mentors, but the rest of them, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> But it was Who knows what anybody's doing? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get to see Iglesias? <laughs> I didn't. No. I didn't, no. Well, surprise. I know. <laughs> He's going to be at your wedding. If I only see that concert instead of a comedy show, my life would be completely different. It's true. Well, you got anything coming up? Well, I've, uh, I, sorry, run for the City Winery. I've, I've City shows. Winery, yeah, right. Yeah, so, um. Actually, your next guest, who I know who it is, is going to be on one of the shows, so. I think we all know who it is. She's on the poster, so. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone. Some people maybe didn't read the poster. Some people wandered down. There's I hope so. I hope that's true. So, I like to have some mystery in our lives, and I hope in your marriage you'll find a way to inject it with a little bit of mystery. Watch so the nice. fellas. Uh, he sounds like he might be prone to a little bit of anger, so be careful with him. Well, he puffed up right away when the seats weren't available, so I'm like, just gonna keep an eye on it's that. Just go bad and uh, I hope that somebody uh, uh, fulfills a promise to you if they say you're going to go do something that they follow through with oh, that. Thank you. So you can see Iglesias or have a work function at a nice restaurant. <laughs> this just got real. <laughs> and we'll talk about your business off the stage because I want to hear more about that. Like I'd love to work out. Uh, the by the bay or what is the thing? You have a couple of you have oh, multiple yeah. businesses, don't yeah. you? 
but we'll pitch something to you. So next one is when? City Winery is coming up when? Um, it's, this is horrible, but my phone died and I was going to check the dates. And I'm, I'm the girl whose phone is always dead. Uh, <laughs> sorry. We've all dated her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, there's one in June. <laughs> Multiple chargers. Sorry. So um, coming up, it died, we'll post it on the site. It died like two hours ago. It's not just you. Um, once in June and once in July. Terrific. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to it. Yeah. Laura Prangley, everybody. <laughs> How about that? Thank you for coming over here. Sit yeah. next to Raymond. Take my words. Take your words. Enjoy that. That's great. First time on the podcast. Did pretty good. All right. So now this next person, uh, I've wanted to have her on this program for a long time. You know, I keep a little book of everybody, and she's one of the people that was written in there long ago. So I'm happy she's here. She's been, of course, on all the all the, the television programs that you're familiar with, the Chelsea Lately, the Jimmy Kimmel, the CNN, the MTV, the VH1. She's here tonight. Please welcome Julia Rossi. <laughs> You know, it's taken such a long, it feels like it's been forever since we've been corresponding about coming oh, on the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, you love to tweet. I do love to yeah, tweet. Yeah, you love I that do. Twitter. I do get on there. And I, I love being tweeted at. Well, then we're going to do okay. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, uh, how was your show? You had a dive comedy show. You run that out there with uh, Brooke Van Poplin yes. at Freddy's. Yes. How often is that show? Second and fourth Monday of every month. Sometimes there's a weird fifth month and we take it. <laughs> Goodness, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You see a fifth month, we, by all means, season. <laughs> and uh, so you had a good show, though, this week. Yeah, we had a good show. That's yeah. great. And uh, you and I, of course, we have so much in common. I know this. Do we? Uh, yeah, well, you're still divorced? Still divorced. Me yeah. too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Me too. That's I didn't a... reverse it. Tried to. No. Did you? No. No, you didn't. <laughs> Lay down, flip it, and reverse it. No. Yeah. That's uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> Missy Elliott is who came to my mind. <laughs> you said it, I thought it, then I said it. Yeah. I don't always I, need For to a second, do. I thought you were saying Missy Elliott was your ex. <laughs> that that could, like... could be less difficult. But um, <laughs> how's that going? You know, it's not easy for uh, a single 50-ish-ish kind of person who, who chooses to wear a fashion bald spot in New York City yeah. to, to, to meet ladies. Do you have money? Loads. Well, then you should be. I buy twenty dollar deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> it should be happening for me. Yeah. Is that something you're attracted to, money? Uh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, it's nice if it's part of the equation. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, who doesn't like money? No. What else is the equation? Uh, What's else oh, like what else do I want in there? Yeah. What else is uh, included Tinted in that? Glasses. Uh oh. <laughs> A radio show. Yeah, well, thanks everybody for being here. This is great. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Only took five years of doing this show. Yeah. That's why. That's you started the whole show just so we could have this moment. So, so Rega could get a gig. Yeah. So uh, Laura could have her dream wedding, uh-huh. and I could meet uh, my intended. Uh, uh, no. Uh, and then my sister pops out of it. <laughs> something. It's called a callback in the biz. <laughs> Wonderful. Have you gone to a lot of weddings, too? Uh, I mean, what's a lot at this point? I don't know. Maybe 29. I, that is 29. a lot. 29. I don't keep a log. No. Uh, but, I don't know, I, there was a while where I think it was about five a year. Now it's dwindling down, but I feel like some of my... Divorcee friends coming back around. are coming back around now. Oh, so exciting. there's the whole like, like I just got invited to uh, like a, another shower. Yeah. You know, like shower number two. Uh-huh. And I'm like, do we already have all those things I got you? <laughs> I mean, I don't. So I understand sometimes those things get thrown away, broken, split. Well, I think sold. you had a great idea recently to have a shower sort of for the divorce. Oh, yeah, I think So that, that all the stuff that you have to split up, you get back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm endorsing that idea. I love that idea, yeah. Uh, still miss the juicer. 
Yeah, I understand. Yeah. You know, that's not a, that's not inexpensive to replace. Mm-hmm. Believe me. Nor is a loved one. But uh, weddings can also be <laughs> weddings can also be a nice place to meet people. You ever meet anybody at a wedding? I haven't. Well, I was after I was in a, another long-term relationship right after my marriage ended. Good. Get so right back into it. Right back into it. No, just very codependent no. yep. immediately. And uh, and so I have not been to a, that is. A total lie. I'm lying. I did go to a wedding single this summer, and I met no one. So that's my story. Good story, Robbie. So a win. Yeah. But maybe that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's all right. Yeah, I mean, maybe I want to be married to myself. That's bullshit, but I just thought I wanted to. <laughs> that's true. You want to get married. You want to get married again? again? Yeah. Uh, I want, I, I don't, I'm gonna, I, if it feels right. Yes. Yes. But I'm not like husband hunting. No. But if I meet someone lovely, it would be lovely. I have a, a memory of a wedding that I wanted to share with you. She was a, a gal, I was just a, a young person, about five. And I loved this woman, Marsha. Uh -huh. She was a, a beautiful Jewess and had long <laughs> curly hair. And uh, now that I think about it, her, she had a voice that was a little bit like Judy Gold. You know, Judy the uh -huh. comedian. So I'm not sure that that was the most enticing aspect of it. But just, just I loved her. I loved, she was in her 30s, probably. I was five. And just, she used to take me to the movies. And I would just think this, sometimes she'd hold my hand. And I'm uh, just, even thinking about her now, it's, she held a place in my heart. And then she got married to some fella named David. And I remember how crushing that was, and that is still my opinion of marriage right now, that it just can be crushing and soul-stealing, and even if you had something that you love, Laura, you're going to have a wonderful time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't I even wish know you all the best. No, I'm not actually. It's too weird. Uh, <coughs> it was just a private thing we we're going to talk about, but not anymore. Um, you know, so in the beginning of my intro, this is... It will yep. go back to marriage, I promise. Oh, it um, doesn't have to. So I, I might not. One of that's true. <laughs> Let's find this guy, gal. Uh, so one of the credits you said is Jimmy Kimmel, and I've I've deleted it off my bio. I've tried to hide it because I was on it for two seconds in a sketch. Yeah, that counts. It was, it was like my, the side counts. of my face, early two thousands, right? Yeah. Funny thing was, was that I like it was like a quick thing they asked me to be in a sketch last minute sure so I, I left him a voicemail for my sister I was like oh you know if you want to watch Jimmy Kimmel tonight you might see my ear you know what I mean that kind of thing you did see my face but it was only two seconds anyway so my sister leaves me a voicemail and she goes wow you got booked on Kimmel that's great so are you gonna like just do stand-up or sit on the couch well anyways if you do sit on the couch do me a favor do not mention that I just got engaged I haven't told everyone yet and I would hate it if they found out on Kimmel and I was like okay first of all as if I booked like you know two years into stand-up my first stand-up national television appearance is if I nonchalantly was like this is weird guys but if you want to put on the old television I'm gonna be out like as if I would be that I would be yeah. freaking out and number two is if when you go on and do like they're like all right Julia oh Julia great set great set sit on the couch now, good comedy, but I think what America really wants to know is, when is that sister of yours going to get married? So, hi, Elena, if you're listening. Uh, so we can just delete that off my resume. All right, we'll take it out. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> that was a sensor noise. I got it. Yeah. No, I'm familiar with yeah. audio technique. <laughs> I feel like we could co-host. Yeah, no, that would be wonderful. And now I'm just with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. So, uh, but you, uh, you, 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 feel, you have a long running, is it still going, the strip stories, is that still happening? Uh, strip stories, well, okay, so Margot Lightman, who I co-host with, so yeah. it's very Because long. you are a talented co-host. Thank you. Yeah. I know. I am looking for a new life co-host. <laughs> To go host my life. That's a beautiful, um, beautiful you know. way of putting it. Yeah, that would be a cute ad. Anyways, so uh, Margot Lightman and I started that show back in 07, and she has since moved to LA. So we, do, we used to Difficult. do it every month. Yeah. Uh, now we do it whenever one of us is in town. She's actually doing a show, a strip stories in LA, 
May 22nd. So if anyone from LA, I don't know when this is coming out. Go shout around the world. Yeah, shout it out. But um, and then and then I have a show. So I'm a show with Brooke, and then I have a solo show called Bad Bride that ran at UCB for eight months, and now I'm gonna bring it back this summer, and it is Terrific. about uh, getting married when you are not ready. Theme of the show. And what theme of the show. And what happens? The show has a theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all know how that show ends. <laughs> oh, well, Spoiler alert. Good, yeah, you weren't a good bride. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah, that's hence the name that. I got it. Yeah, I'd so. go and see that. When's that coming up? Um, I'm rewriting it to be a longer show, so probably August it'll come back to New York. Oh, that's good. It's yeah. a little warm then. I tend to stay inside, but I'll definitely okay. try. And, it'll be indoors, right? We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll come to your apartment and do it. I, oh, that'd be delightful. I don't know how I'm saying we. It's a solo show. You got any... Uh, <laughs> that just sounded so creepy. <laughs> oh, I think the invitation to have a solo show in somebody's <laughs> apartment, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> no. I'm tried. so glad I wasn't born a man. I would be the creepiest man. Well, don't worry. <laughs> There's plenty more. Plenty in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough title to take. <laughs> well, as creepy as men go. We're talking about. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's something. You got any tips for, uh, for 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 meeting people? You just be yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just be yourself. <laughs> Coincidentally, also what they teach you at UCB. Just be, be yourself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And in acting, they say, "Oh, just be yourself." No, they don't. <laughs> they say be this person we think you want to be. Yeah, be this person in the breakdown description. <laughs> yeah, that's how acting. I've works. never. Oh, well, that I'm doing it wrong. I'm clearly the, doing it wrong. Yeah. I've got to pick somebody to be. That'll be fun. Yeah, you just gotta be yourself, and people just flock to you. That's how dating works. That's wonderful. Well, yeah. you heard it here, Julia Raji, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Come on over here. Somehow you ended up closest. Okay. How you doing, Steve? We're sailing right along. All right, now, uh, my next guest is no stranger to radio. He's the host of the goddamn Dave Hill uh, show over there on WFMU. He's a great inspiration of mine. He's the pride of Cleveland and sure to make the best dress list anywhere he goes. Please welcome Dave Hill to the program. <laughs> It's going. Of course, you took uh, over for Tom Sharpling with the best show. Yeah, yeah. And you got that slot, and now you're just going great guns with it, aren't you? I'm doing all right. I mean, I'm figuring it out. It's a lot of knobs and buttons and stuff. <laughs> you have to do everything. When you're hosting, and, you don't yeah. have an engineer or something that's there. No, no. So, uh, most of, so far, I've just been trying not to break anything. I like spill a <laughs> Coke on the board. That would be bad. But uh, it's, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm learning. I think you Figuring are. Figuring out. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea if people listen to it or not, really. I think people are. I like doing it back. There's to one person oh, here okay. that listens to it, um, and I listen to it. But it's fun to do, you know? I get to uh, talk, to pretend I have a radio. I do a radio show. You're not pretending. But I feel like I'm pretending. I pretend I have a radio show. I feel like I'm pretending. Uh, I play music a little bit. Not that much, but I play yeah. a little bit. Mostly talk. It's music, and then you have various guests on. Last night you, you uh, called up Carla Rhodes, who's been a guest on this show. Yeah, she talked to her yeah, about some of her fiance was on the show. Dick Cavett was on the show. Uh, and you and Dick are best of friends, aren't you? Uh, you know, we're much better friends than I, than I ever could have anticipated. <laughs> uh, How'd that come about? Was it the book, your book here, Tasteful Nudes, that no, we have? This is a great collection of stories that Dave has produced. Oh, and uh, full of wonderful uh, nuggets, life nuggets are in there. And is that did that bring you together? No, no, I've known him for, I don't know, he's one of the few people, I'd say there's two people in, in my life that I've sought out, like I was like, I want to be friends with that person. The first one is Joe Franklin, 
Yeah. Any, you know, if you know, if you know who Joe Franklin is, you understand why I would, I would want to be friends with him. So, but when I first came to New York, I just called Joe Franklin up. Joe Franklin's like in his 80s, but he's like uh, one of the original, if not the original TV talk show host. And I just called him up and became friends with him, or at least he, he <laughs> right there on the phone. gave me the illusion that we were friends. And, uh, and then through him, I met Dick Cavett. Through him, you met Dick Cavett. Him, yeah. And uh, you go out there to his place in Long Island or wherever it is? I've been out there, yeah. Yeah. So wonder you have a number of web series with him too. Yeah, we've done a lot of stuff. I mean, we, he's done my Dave Hill Explosion show a bunch of times. That was, that's the first time I met him. And then uh, he's done my podcast. I think he's the first guest on my podcast. And then we've done a bunch of stuff together. And, and now we sort of, uh, uh, you know, for a long time, I would be like, oh, it would be really cool if we actually hung out. Uh, not like when we're bored, like, not in a professional setting, setting but just. But then now we actually hang out. And what what, what kind of stuff do you do if you don't mind? I continue. What don't we do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I had dinner with him. I can think wife. of some things, but I. Don't know. <laughs> I, I had dinner with him and his wife a couple weeks ago, and yeah, I've been you have a nice know, meal together. We had a lovely meal. Yeah, and I go out to his house, and uh, I don't know, but he's he's a, he's a great guy. And probably a, a great uh, repository of knowledge about, about Oh, he's things. an extremely funny and smart guy, and uh, he's, I think, 77 years old, sure. but yep. not showing any signs of uh, mental fatigue. Like, he, he never repeats it. If he ever repeats a story in front of me, he'll be like, hey, Dave, I know I told you this, but uh, he knows. Then he's repeating it, for, he's saying it for someone else in the room. Right. Yeah. Now, growing up in Cleveland, did you have a did you have a, a passion for radio at all? Did you have a radio station that was your station? I mean, just like I don't know. I mean, like the local rock station. Yeah. I was like to rock out, and then from there I discovered, uh, you know, music that wasn't on the radio, better music. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. My, my favorite band is Led Zeppelin, so that's pretty yeah. radio oriented. So. But I mean, you know, from, uh, you know, the Smiths and Who's Glue and Replacements and Bad Brains and whatever bands that, that, you know, that are on, like, commercial radio. So music really came first. Oh, yeah, I never planned to go into comedy. The ever. comedy thing came along later. I ne yeah, it was the, it's the most accidental thing ever. Like, I never, <laughs> it's only because I didn't want to get a job. And, uh, <laughs> People were like, you, you're an idiot, go for it. Um, so I just started doing stuff, and uh, one thing led to another, and, and it's gone all right. Well, and uh, one of the uh, uh, kinds of music that you were attracted to, of course, metal. You had a, a uh, metal, yeah, I love metal. big metal uh, guy, and I, that terrifies me. It always has. Why? I, I, you know, there were some kids at camp that, that uh, really were into it, and uh, uh, they, they frightened me. Uh, there was a lot of time spent on like a broken down school bus, and there was things that were happening in there, and, and, music, and then there was a very aggressive fonts that looked oh, as yeah. forged in That's the, the best part. furnace of Hades. That's the best part, is the, the font. Well, you know, metal people are the nicest people. Yeah, no, if you listen to some of it now, too, it seems relatively tame, but, but well, then. Well, you listen to wrong metal. <laughs> No, Probably, no, I, I guarantee you, I'm listening to the wrong metal. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I know it's a cliche, but I like all, all sorts of, I like all, I don't say all music, but I like uh, uh, bits in every area. Have you ever played Bongro in your program? I haven't, but I was like, when, I, it's got me thinking. No. I mean, I play like, I play like pretty wide variety of stuff, but it's, with, it's within the context of, uh, I say it's like, uh, Typical aging white dude music. <laughs> Basically, when I play like rock and then like whatever, it's various forms of rock and and it's just like if you like look at me and be like, oh, this is the shit this guy's into and his friends. I mean, it's pretty like yeah. There's no not that many curveballs really. Like sometimes I don't. I try not to make it too obvious. And I, yeah, I've never played pavement on the show or anything because I'm. I like too on the nose. Too on the nose. Yeah, it's too on the nose. Yeah. So I haven't done that. There's a few bands that I'm like, come on, just fucking calm down, and don't. I haven't played those bands, but uh, 
But no, as WFMU goes, I'm like the top 40 DJ pretty much. Like, uh, like you're the I, most mainstream of what they have. By playing. far, I mean, I don't, I don't play mainstream music. I mean, sometimes I do like, but I try to play, you know, if I play something like Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin. Yeah. We, we get it, I, okay. And, you know, I try, I, you know, Black Sabbath, I'm not gonna play anything off of Paranoid probably, because that's, they have so much more stuff going on. Like Led Zeppelin, I'll try to play, not the obvious radio stuff. But, um, what was the question? No, you got it. And then, uh, uh, what No, I would, I would play Bomb Dress. Yeah. I, I, uh, I need to do, it's so new, and I only play like 12 songs, maybe at 12 to 16 songs an episode, so uh, I, there's so much more to, I just haven't played Bongri yet. It's going to happen. Said. And is there any, any metal from that region? There is, but you don't want to listen to it. No, because it's not, it's not successful? Yeah. Well, well maybe, you should never, maybe, maybe you, you could figure it out. I, w- oh, I, I feel like that's doable. Just I could do that. I feel like he would do it. But you, but. This is a wonderful networking show for everybody. It's really been fantastic. It's like one of my singles mingles. This has been great. (laughs) I will look forward. And when did your interest in fashion really come together? Because Cleveland, Uh, well known for their fashion sense. I don't think I really have an interest in fashion like anyone else's but my own, you know? Like, I don't don't know. You have a sense of personal style. I I like to wear what I like to wear, but I have no interest in fashion shows or anything. I don't care, <laughs> okay. really. Okay. I just like to go as tight as I can. And, uh, you know? I do know. Wear as much velvet as possible. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I don't know. It's, I think, well, here I'll tell you. When I was growing up, there was this one dad in the neighborhood who always dressed well. But you don't want to dress like, I don't know. But he always he wore like a jacket to dinner and wore ties. He was a handsome man. And he made all the other dads look like shit. And I was like, that guy's got to figure it out. He's the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy. Yeah. Get an invite to the country club dinner. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, he was probably my inspiration. I but, think that um, served you well, though. But I dress like whatever sometimes. Well, so I... You catch me in the morning going to get coffee. Yeah. Like the people at the coffee shop that I go to, they wouldn't believe that I would dress like they think I wear track pants and t-shirts only. Because I work out constantly. No, I know. <laughs> I understand. I have a lot of people like that, too, yeah. that see me. You know, but you're a stylish man. Thank you. No, I try. So now, uh, this, this book is wonderful. It's been out for a little bit, but it's still going uh, uh, great, right? Oh, they can't keep it They can't the keep it in the shelves. Has that been, are you, are you in a relationship now? They can't now? keep it out of the trash. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, so that, good, that's yeah. pretty good. That's, kind of pretty, that's nice, because I'm going to say that book could really help you meet some people. It's too. a real panty dropper, yeah. my yeah. mom said. No, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I do all right. You're doing great. You're doing great. Now, you were just back from Melbourne, too, is that correct? Yeah, I did in Melbourne. And this is exciting for me because now I, if there were uh, collector cards for the comedy set, I would have a Melbourne trio because the lineup was Seton Smith, yeah. Brooke Van Poplin, mm-hmm. and you. And me. All three have been on this season of Dale Radio. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So but thank you for completing the, the trio. I'm the fourth person oh, on no. the show. Who's that? It, it, we had, there was like sort of a floating fourth the whole time. A wild card. Canadian for a while. No, Canadians. Canadian for a while. And then Jen Kirkman from LA. She did three shows. One Canadian guy did one night, and then another Canadian guy did a lot most of the other nights. I get it. It's easy to pop in and do a show down there. Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Seems, seems far. Yeah, I mean, it's a long way point. to go just to pop in. But now, how was it, Daddy? You have a great time. Is everything just upside down and backwards? It's, it was, the jet lag is pretty bad, but it's not as bad as when you come back. Yeah, that's what, oh, that's what they say. Like, Somebody, I think, but says But when you're doing a festival, you just, there's not a lot. You do one <laughs> show, you drink as much as you can, sleep as much as you can, and show for that one show, and you start all over again. And you do it. So there's not a lot to do. Unless you feel like doing something else, which I didn't. 
they put you up in a nice place? It's the best festival I've ever known in terms of like how they treat uh, people. Like they pay you a nice amount of money. They give you like per diems. So you, wonderful. you don't really have to spend your own money at all. And they give you a nice apartment. They give us flowers on opening night. They gave me like masculine flowers. <laughs> like I couldn't handle the daintiest flowers. So they didn't know what they were doing. What's a, what's a man flower? Like, I don't like. Uh, I mean, I have an idea, but what's the, what did they give you? Like, and like ugly flowers. I don't know. Ugly. Yeah, they were. I mean, they, I was grateful for them, but they were they were like, like brown. Like yeah, like crappy flowers. Yeah. They were like not uh, not as dainty as I like. But Brooke did okay. She got some nice ones. Yeah, she got lady flowers. Oh, lady yeah. flowers. We should yeah. all be so lucky. No, everyone. Lady flowers. Brooke, Jen got lady. I think Seton must be that man. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm definitely coming saw, out in favor of gender neutral flowers. I think I saw Brooke flowers. and Jen's flowers, like, yeah. uh, in photos. <laughs> For I didn't go to their rooms. You weren't allowed to even be in the same room. No, I didn't. I, you know. Well, listen, Steve, are you ready for a question for the assembled group? Sure. Okay, yeah. shout it out, because I don't have a microphone back there, or do you? Uh, no, I don't have a microphone. Oh, okay. oh. that's not going to be helpful. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, shout it out. Plug that in, and let's hear a wonderful wine. Go ahead, ask your question for everybody. Rip from today's headline. Now, I want to remind everybody, steve going to ask a question. This is a segment called Bless You. steve wants to know, and this is not a conversation. He's going to ask a question. You provide an answer. Do not engage. <laughs> All right, Steve. What is it? Lay it on us. Have you ever done a show for the army? Okay. Dave Hill, you ever do a show for uh, the armed services? I haven't. I would like to, but I have done shows in prison before, which I think is a bit cooler. Yeah. What I, prison was that? I've been to Sing Sing twice. And I've been to women's prison and men's prison in Mexico, which is cooler than basically uh, any army, whatever, military show that you could ever do. Because it's fucking scary. Yeah. Uh, in Mexico. Yeah. Sing Sing was scary, but Mexico is really scary. Yeah, I would like rel once you and not it's not really that scary once you're doing it, but leading up to it it seems like a horrible idea. So but that was I'll tell you, yeah. if I can get on the women's prison circuit in Mexico. No, no, no. I'd jump at the chance. It's, it could not be. And now, it, it, it was nothing like any of the movies I'd seen. Um, they're not like, uh, it was a letdown in the way that I was expecting. You know? It sounds like you have high expectations. Well, you know. Women's prison experience is going to be like. You know, I was really hoping for a different vibe. Julia? I thought I wasn't supposed to engage. That's Just answer crazy. the question. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, but I would like to. Okay. I have performed with the American for the American Legion in New Jersey, which is not abroad, but that in itself was something interesting. It was for uh, men who were 70 years and older, and it was a very special experience. But I would like to go abroad. Someone yeah. should send Julie and I abroad. Yeah, we well, get this fun. tour together. Yeah, and Dave. And Reka. Yeah, and Dave too. No, just no. Thank you. You understood what was being asked of you. <laughs> That's good. Well, Dave, you have some uh, things coming up that we should check out. And the show is every... People can call into the show, right? They can, yeah. I'm going to give you a call. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I'll give you a call. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Nine to, to nine, midnight. Nine to midnight. Uh, you got another book in the works? I am. Yeah, I'm writing one now. That's terrific. We're going to I haven't written that much of it, but... You'll get there. In theory. I have like a little bit typed. What do you work on? A word processor? I work on, yeah, I work on, but my, I'm running on a floppy disk, though, so I'm like, all right, now what? Got to get a zip, a zip drive, 100 megabytes. You'll get, a, you'll get a SCSI port, you'll be fine. Got a Lexus for you. Well, I'm really thrilled that you could do the show. Thank oh, you. Oh, thanks for Dave Hill, everybody. <laughs>
Now, uh, the next uh, show that we have coming up is our season finale, and that's going to be back here uh, Wednesday, June 25th with Nikki Glazer, uh, Jean Gray, Streeter Seidel, and Jessica Delfino. We'll have a great time then, so be sure to check that out. Now, until next time, I'll be digging up my time capsule, which I buried right after my divorce, and it's an empty whiskey bottle containing a single tear. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly, season six theme song composed and performed by Katie Mullins, season six podcast icon designed by Sunil Manjikanti. Logo treatment for Dale Radio is provided by Daniel Spencer Levine. You can listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Please remember to rate and review us, follow us on Twitter, or find us on Facebook. Many thanks. You're the best.